Welcome to Read, Eat, Repeat, the podcast for humble readers and hopeful cooks. My name's Alyssa Warren. And I'm Sally Kaloran. And today we're talking about Isabel Allende's new um, bestseller called Mm. Violetta or Violetta. How do you say her name? So I've done some research because I, in my head, it's Isabel Allende. Me too. And then I listened to a podcast and it was Isabel Allende. But then Google Translate or Google, Google Diction or whatever it was, says yes. it's actually Isabel Allende. Allende. Which makes sense, isn't it, because she's from Chile. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love that. Can't um, wait to hear about it. Yeah, I've got lots of thoughts about that. But um, I also need to tell you about another book I finished just a couple of nights ago and it really affected me for the first time in In a good ages. way? Yeah, just in the way a book kind of could, should affect you in that mm. you can't sleep and you're thinking about and worrying about the characters. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It really gets into your bones. And I really, because it kind of finished and I was like, but I want to know more. Mm. So it's a brilliant book. So I'm going to tell you about that as well. It's one of my fave books of the year. Do you, I start in January mm-hmm. as a clean late for books and then compare the best books of the year in my head. Yeah, agree. And I always try it. I mean, mostly I read new books. I don't go back to a lot of books. However, I might be going back to some books, which we'll talk about in a minute. What did you make off the back of the Violetta book though? So I made empanadas. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) Which is a story in itself that, uh, you know, there's room for improvement. Like a lot of things that I do the first time round. They remind me a bit of those piroshkis that I made. Remember we talked yeah. about a few weeks ago? Yeah, what did you describe them as? Like a scone with meat filling? Yeah, like a sausage roll but made of scone oh, or something like right. that. I can't yeah. remember. So, yeah, mine, yeah, maybe. But I, I've wanted to make empanadas ever since I saw it in Carto. Yeah. And also, have you ever seen that series on Stan called Bump? No, but I'd love to. Yeah, it's a really fun. Anyway, they've got this food van and they make empanadas. Empanadas. Well, I've also <laughs> done a great test drive of one of the new books you'll see in bookstores at the moment called Comfort Bake by Sally Wise. She's basically Tasmania's favourite nan, they call her. Um, and she is. It's a great book. I can't wait to tell you about Just it. Just looking at it because you've got the book in front of it. It looks mm. like The Comfort Babe. Mm, well, she is a babe in her yeah, own way. Okay. <laughs> um, it's got some really good tips and tricks and it's for easy cooking, fail-proof, no fuss. Oh, God, I need it's that. It's us. It's <laughs> us in a book. And you've been reading another book. God, yes. you've been a bit busy. Maybe it's because it's well, Easter it's time. it a bit of time between mm, our podcasts yeah. too. But Australian columnist uh, Kerry Sackville has replaced has just released this book and I saw mm. it on Booktopia and I thought it was a joke yeah. because <laughs> – I feel seen for the first time. (laughs) It's called The Life-Changing Magic of a Little Bit of Mess and it's the antidote to any kind of um, cleaning book, you know, speed clean. Okay. My mum's given me quite a few copies of cleaning books and cleaning hacks because it's about why cleanliness is not next to godliness. Um, It's got cleaning hacks that work such as getting rid of your children and getting rid of all your stuff Um, and also basically the how-to guide on doing less cleaning and having more naps. So I'm I'm oh, that'd be nice. So my husband went because I bought it on Booktopia and mm. it came the next day and I showed him and he's like, that is not funny. That is not funny. I do not want that book in my house. And I'm like, this is what we're going to do. Oh, I love it. And last but not least, we're going to give you some of our 
Mother's Day book tips because we've read a lot. We have. Um, which has been awesome, like since Jan, just those um, bestseller books that we've wanted to read. I mean, it's not there's a million <laughs> other books that we haven't read, but um, we've read quite a, quite a few over the last few weeks. So yeah. we've done a little top five list each and we've only got a couple that overlap actually, I noticed. Oh. Yeah, because Sal and I have a very um, <laughs> professional non-meeting where we just scramble some thoughts together um <laughs> I anyway didn't even read yours yeah so. good <laughs> good on you um tell me about your easter holidays so good we mm. just spent two weeks at our farm working i planted well we planted 387 trees oh my god all natives yeah so i wow. um, am coming back to the city for a rest <laughs> sometimes i would hide from matt and <laughs> just to have a break because he's he never stops working oh and my gosh. anyway but it was fun we had some friends day and yeah, nice. it was great clover had a bit of an accident this mm. is our new what happened on. she so how old is she now five months okay her first trip to the vet mm. um emergency trip always happens on a always on a, um sunday doesn't it yeah but she or basically a public holiday yeah yeah, yeah. nice that's sexy um it was XE, but she got a rose thorn in her eye. Oh. oh so they had to sedate her. Oh, gosh. And it scratched her eyeball oh, and no. torn her eyelid. I know, poor she little right? darling. Yes, it's fine. Did she have an eye patch? Did they have a dog patch? No. Like, Horror me. My heart is very <laughs> hard to put the ointment in, her, in yeah. a Kelpie pup's eye. But, yeah, she's fine now. Tell me about Daisy's Oh, pedicure. so we had a similar thing happen on our holidays. Um, pretty much every holiday someone ends up in hospital. <laughs> Not a human this time, Daisy. She was running at the park. I don't know. She heard she hurt her. My husband keeps calling it the dew claw and someone said, what is like a Jewish claw, like a dew from the tree, the grass? What is a dew? Anyway, I didn't know this. It's basically the thumb of a dog. Oh, and, um, the one that's on the side. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, something happened to it at the park. She the busted one it. up the arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, really like $230 later, world's best petty, sedated and all that business. She's fine now. Poor little She's thing. running around, causing a mess. Tell me about, Ali- what is it? Alain. <laughs> Aliende. Aliende. You want to talk about that? <laughs> so, tell me about the empanada. Uh, so, look, Violetta, Violetta. I'm so bad because I've, so I've got Violetta, a niece called Violet. So, oh, right, Violetta. Yeah. Mm. Um, look, Isabel Allende. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Isabel. <laughs> My mate Izzy, uh, look, it's an incredible book in light of what is happening in the world right now. So pandemics, war, repression, dictatorships. It starts off with... Sounds so appealing. I know. Who wants to be born? But the thing that I liked the most was it. it's a it's a story about Violetta's life. Um, mm. She's written a memoir for a person called Camillo who you find out the relationship about halfway through the book mm-hmm. and from that point is when I kind of wasn't as interested in the book I liked the suspense of not knowing who this person she was writing it for was Mm. um and yeah so it starts off she's born in the midst of the Spanish flu and she dies in the midst of coronavirus um when she's 100 long it is a long long life yeah I loved the first third of it Mm. and then as she got older I kind of lost a bit of interest she it was written 
Um, and it is kind of changes because she obviously wants this person to know a lot about her childhood, but then from halfway through, they know her, they were alive for the rest of it. Mm. So she is kind of skimming over quite a few things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of terrible things that happen and she is quite disengaged Mm. with it. Mm. And the other thing that really annoyed me is that it's set in an unnamed, um, South American country. And name it. I know, but, but other places in the book are named. So she travels to the States, she travels around oh. Europe and she travels to actual places. Yeah. So I wonder if, if there's some kind of legal reason. I think there's some also parallels between Isabel, my mate Izzy's life because oh, right. she was three life. when her mm. um, father abandoned her. Right. She was actually exiled from Chile for 15 years. Wow. Um, I made that up. I don't know how long. A long time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fifteen. And she also got divorced when she was seventy-two because I reckon she oh. read um Kerry Sackville's book and was like, <laughs> "Stop harping on about the mess. I want a life short. I don't care about it anymore." Um, look, I. What would you give it? A star rating. Mm, three mm. maybe even two and a half oh yeah it's not a pacey book you're in it for the long haul mm. I just she was so disengaged with her children and I feel like some terrible things happened to them and she wasn't there for them oh. and that so pissed didn't me off like the character that's hard yeah, she was she not had many a lot books of you can read where you don't like do you know what character we've talked about this before that Tully. we have Tully Tully. I hated her. Same. Yeah. I wanted to throw the book against the wall. Yeah, but so what, there was something about that you, like this. But yeah. you still wanted to finish that book. Did you want to finish this book? Or you I had to finish it, it for the podcast, to be honest. Oh, interesting. Um, the thing was that I loved the first third of it. Mm. And then I'm Yeah, like, that's right. We spoke and you were like, this book uh, is so amazing. I can't wait. The descriptions oh, were so pulled. beautiful. Mm. But yeah. Tell me about, anyway, she inspired you to cook a 10 out of 10 meal. Tell me about yeah. empanadas. <laughs> it was funny because I was talking to you about this and you go, oh, my God, I think you should go on Instagram and look oh, at. Oh, did you? Yes. Um, Jennifer Garner yeah. cooks empanadas. Yeah. This was a few, like a few weeks ago. If you go and have a look at it's her feed. It's an ad for KitchenAid. Yeah. And she's there dancing around in her. And she's butchering the whole recipe. Isn't yeah. she really? Like, oh, yeah. But she made it look easy. Yeah, not easy. Well, she, she has the world's biggest kitchen. Like she's got everything laid out everywhere. And obviously, someone and... was washing up for her. Yeah. So first of all, you make the pastry. Yeah. So like just a basic yes. pastry recipe. Yeah. Like no sugar or anything, just mm. normal. Mm. And that's the bit that I stuffed up because I think I over needed it. It was really oh, elastic. Oh, so oh, then you you make the mince. I made two different kinds but because my kids were eating it the recipe that I just found had heaps of spices in it Mm. so I just added taco spice because I'm like that's kind of Mexican yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like at least I know my kids will eat that and then I made a there was some cabbage in the bottom of the fridge so I made a pork and cabbage oh yum feeling too yeah that's handy of you that's like that book that we read the other day that all use all of it or something oh yeah yeah that was that was what I was doing yeah um so I made the (laughs) mission of you in there and you just going fossicking away there in your fridge (laughs) yeah and look I made the minces which the kids and I and Matt ate the the fillings it was great because the pasta wasn't good you didn't need the dough there was something like Mm. I had you needed a 
a circular thing. Yeah, no. So I used a bowl and yeah, I was cutting right, out right, and then right. as I was cutting out, it was like yeah. being a, like an elastic yeah, band. Yeah, And, and then so it doesn't was, fold properly when you go to pinch it because then all the stuff comes oh, out. And, and then I'm – but After did you cook it in this? It took the... like a hundred hours, and then oh I God. give them to Harry, who looks at it and goes, "Yuck!" Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but I did make some for the girls, ate them with puff pastry. Oh yum! It's like winner. a samosa. Yeah, winner. Yeah, but you know, next time I'm not going to walk past an empanada stand. I'm going <laughs> to buy them because those <laughs> things are hard to make, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to try it again because look, that was. Um, Do you know what I thought that about the Ukrainian proshki? I would never make it again, but I'm glad we gave it a go once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now I know. Mm. Just. Buy them frozen. <laughs> you know what? We wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the um, podcast. Podcast, yeah, yeah. I like doing these things. Because and actually, of that. the empanadas are, are really strong. Like the food is quite. There's quite a lot of food in Violetta, which is great. Yeah. But then I quickly want to talk to you about another book that I read that also has great mm. food in it. Um, it's by Australian author Hilda Hinton, mm. and I looked at her. Um, her Hilda. Hilda. Hilda? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she cool. looks so familiar, right? Yeah. She it was does. bugging me the whole way through, but she's actually the big sister of Connie and Samuel Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is her second Samuel Johnson book. is the um, great actor from Secret Life of Us He's who like, did the uni cycle around Australia. Yeah. To yeah. raise money for his sister, Connie, who was dying of cancer. Yeah, right. So this is their. Other sister. Yes. Oh, and it's great. And oh, I, that's great, and so, Oh, I know, oh, but so I didn't realise that till at, yeah. right at the end. This is not her first book. She's also read, uh, she's also written The Loudness of Unsaid Things and also Heroes Next Door. Apparently The Loudness of Unsaid Things is a brilliant book mm-hmm. and I want to read it based on this because, my God, this was such a great book. Really? I would say that it's the best book I've read all year <gasps> and I Have think I wasn't expecting it because mm. I thought it was just going to be a really funny read and when you start it is really funny yeah. um, and it's not pacey. In fact, when I was thinking about how to describe it to you, there's actually not a lot that happens at all in the book. Yes. But the characters are so strong in that you recognise them. Um, it's set in a laundromat. Cool. Which I was like, who even uses a laundromat anymore? <laughs> but then I happened to have a beer at a pub. We were sitting on the veranda and there was a laundromat on mm. the other side of the road, so many people were coming mm. and going and using it. Mm. So that just says more about my privilege than about other people, well, I think. Well, also you don't live on your own. I think if you lived maybe on your yeah. own or in the city where you don't have room to have a washing know, machine, God, my, exactly. my washing machine is like the hardest working thing in yeah. 5K radius from here. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> you may as well get a tractor and just like <laughs> wobble it all around in that. <laughs> So we couldn't, you've got too many kids. But um, look, it, the characters are amazing. I love it so okay, much. Okay, I'm going to get this, a solid, what is it? A solitary wall you can have, on you the can, moon. You can I'll borrow, borrow it. this. Yeah. yeah, great. So it was actually sent to me and I don't know if I would have bought it otherwise, mm. but I'm so grateful it was. There were also food in this, which is not like empanadas. Mm. It's like um, pumpkin soup. Oh, and they have We're coming into pumpkin soup season. I know. Too. So I wanted to talk about do you I I reckon mm. if you think back to your first ever meal, you made me pumpkin soup when we we're doing I? a kindy art project together. I 
did. You did, and it was so good. And yeah. I was like, we are going to be friends. Yeah. Um, and then I think I did that in the slow cooker too. You don't need to make pumpkin soup in the slow cooker. I don't but know I why I did that. I was reading recipes about pumpkin soup because I'm always like, which pumpkins do you mm. use? And Matt Preston actually said, if you roast the pumpkins with some Granny Smith apples oh. and onions all roasted, and you, that is an amazing pumpkin soup. And you soup. blitz the apples with yeah, it. Oh, with yum. It. And you've, they've got to cool down a bit to blitz it to a proper puree. I know they always say roast the pumpkins before you. I never do that. I, ne- I just can't. I just don't have no. the time. So I, I end it. up just boiling it all. But Same. I chuck in some carrots and an onion and to I like do. give it a bit of a sweet. It's just, it's just so boring. You're not eating like yeah. horse food. Sometimes I eat, um, I add bacon. Mm, especially yum. for Harry and do chicken. Blitz the bacon I do chicken in there? Soup. Yeah. yeah, it just goes up to nothing. Yeah. And then and do you add? Stock, of course. Yeah, I do chicken mm. stock, but I guess you should do veggie, like if you want it to be a true veggie no, meal, because you just want to salt it up a bit, give yeah. it a bit of flavour. Yeah, but I'm going to make pumpkin soup this yeah, week yum. based on that. Oh, great! Um, and the other thing I wanted to read out because it gives you a bit of a sense of the style. It is mm. honestly just. It is just heaven, the book. And you can tell now as well, like she's obviously known such extreme grief mm. because you can tell that because of the relationships. Um, the It's about, you know, the love and the grief that you get from a relationship mm. when you put yourself um, up mm. to, to love someone, the other side of that. It's just the best. Anyway, I want to read out this bit and because I'm me, of course I can't find it. <laughs> So <laughs> what's it about? So she makes muffins, mm. but they're not just any muffins. They are a packet muffins that she hasn't read the instructions for and so they're just really hard. So um, she says when she arrived, she presented him with a Tupperware container of small hard muffins she had made after work. They were edible if drunk with a cup of tea, she explained, as she set about making them one. She didn't bother looking in the mugs. She knew they'd be grubby. They'd go just perfectly with almost muffins. They sat on the two stools alongside his train set and laboured their way through the tea that hadn't had enough time to brew and muffins they could almost chew. I like a little tea in my milk, Philip said presently. They both giggled and Evelyn, Evelyn wiped a soggy bit of muffin she'd accidentally spat out off the train set grass and wiped it on her jeans. Like, mm. it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And Such you're not a great even writer. the plot about the plot because there isn't much. It's just about the relationships. But I found myself running to bed at night so I could oh read my that's book. great yeah. okay good recommendation totally right. um before we do Kerry Sackville can yeah. I just talk to you about this book Comfort Babe yes a bit more food related Comfort before babe. we dive right into <laughs> Sal's complete um justification of her messy house <laughs> So this uh, book is just beautiful and I think you would really love it. It is written by Tasmania's favourite granny, so to speak. Oh, Sally okay. is on radio at, in ABC on the ABC Hobart um, network. She talk, Originally she was on there like a decade ago talking about jams and now that's evolved into a full sort of baking like this expert. this could be us one day. <laughs> we start It will be jams. like a million years. <laughs> Before anyone actually wants to listen to us other than our friends. Um, anyway, 
it's a really lovely book. I think you'd really love it. It's very no fuss. She's all about the only things you need are like two bowls, scales, wooden spoon, an electric mixer. It doesn't have to be expensive. She even writes in there, if you go past an op shop, always duck in and get an extra mixing bowl. Oh, wow. Isn't it nice to have cooked with something that someone else has loved baking with? And she talks about her love of baking when she was a young mum. She said, I never sat down and made Play-Doh with my kids. We made dough. And we made, we did baking. She's a full-on baking obsessive. Like she loves baking. I think in her um, house um, in the Derwent Valley, she runs a little cooking school as well. Oh, maybe we should go. Yeah, little. Did she have an addiction or you don't have to have an addiction (laughs) to love baking? I don't know. (laughs) Not like Marion Keys, but who knows. Anyway, she's just gorgeous and she has this great little um, piece in her book about what she calls the custard club. Mm, yum, I so love she's, custard. I love custard too. Yeah. I come from a long line of custard <laughs> lovers. My parents love custard. My grandparents love custard. Do you like, make your own custard? No, I have made my own custard a few times, but my all the people before me did custard powder custard. Oh. And Sally Wise in this book is pro custard powder. Really? Pro. So pro. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) So she has this gorgeous thing called a custard club and it's basically about all these people in her small village worked from home and they wanted to be able to come together for morning tea once a week on a Wednesday. Initially it was called the Wednesday Club. Can we start this club? I know. And she was bringing cakes and they always happened to have custard in them. Like oh, in the middle, on the side. I love a bit of a gooey cake. A gooey, me too, like a really spongy, dense cake. Anyway, she um, was making, so they ended up calling it the Custard Club because I think she hosted it for a few times. And now in this book she says, huge thanks should go to the Custard Club, not only for their taste testing, inspiration and feedback, but also the best friends and neighbours anyone could ever wish to live among here in this beautiful oh, valley. So that feels like you nice? could do that in your Oh, yeah my, yeah, my local street. So she, I tried this custard recipe that she did because I've either, as you, as I mentioned before, I've made pure Woman's Weekly style custard with like 12 eggs. Yeah, and egg yolks. Yeah, all of that bizzo. Or I've done just custard powder. So she just basically adds a little, mad, little bit of magic to the normal custard powder custard. And I tried mm. it and it's amazing. Really? So custard powder. You just get the custard from the... Oh, yeah. Do you? It's a bit mm. gluggy, is it? It's pretty gluggy. I just and would feel like it would be not great. Anyway, not that this is amazing for you. But anyway, this is two eggs, 100 grams of white sugar, and then some corn flour mixed into a little paste, which you usually don't have to do. You just put in the custard powder with the sugar. But you put in the custard powder as well, milk, plus pouring cream. So you thicken it up with some yeah. cream. I've never um, even seen custard powder to buy. What? So 80s. Oh, oh I love into the 80s. Okay, I'm going to make you some custard with custard powder. Yeah. You're going to love it. Okay. And well, the new, like the real custard is quite nice, isn't it? It's like light and fluffy and eggy. Anyway, she also puts in vanilla extract and lemon juice. I didn't put in the lemon juice. I just thought a bit funny oh, about the lemon yep. and the milk cream thing. Not for me, but I um I do like a little bit of nutmeg. That's what the Woman's Weekly do. I like a little bit of nutmeg. So anyway, I put that in. What did you make from this book? I did that and I did a chocolate beetroot cake. Oh, yum. I didn't do the icing, which made it, would would have made it more chocolatey. But it was really delicious. Um, oh, basically, a good that's way a to fail making a cake without the icing. I know, but I just don't have the. 
That's time another for bug. Ice. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's birthdays. Does that mean? No. I think sugar's nice. I that agree. makes it look nice. I agree too. Um, what and does then, Tom think? Does he prefer a bit of icing? He'd love a bit of icing, my whole family. Oh, actually, I've got some non-icing people in my family. Anyway, you know, <laughs> it's not always all about them. So sorry, no icing. I love this um, I can see on the back too. With oh, this, yeah, that, that sponge, so like a strawberry good. sponge. And actually on the back it says it doesn't have a blurb or anything like that. It says slow down, take a deep breath, bake something. I like that. Some people don't find baking like that. I spoke I to didn't a friend. To. Yeah, and she said, oh, you guys bake on bake so much on your podcast. I find baking quite laborious, but I like cooking dinner and savoury items. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why. But I think once you get in a groove. Yeah, I feel like once you know the general process. Yeah. Like I remember the science I, had the, to, I had to yeah. get my friend to teach me. I'm like, what does pale and fluffy mean? Yeah. Like is that now? Is that now? Yeah. Is that now? It's true. So this book but is once good I kind for, of knew the basics, it was really fun. Yeah, you can sort of wing a few things as yeah. well. Well, um, mine, mm, mine sometimes. Turn out hard. Yeah, don't do that with empanadas. Anyway, um, <laughs> some of these things are really easy like um, – yeah, some smaller things you can do. Everything from like Anzac biscuits yeah, to a full-on flan or something. Oh, and yum. she does this other thing. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like a twist with bacon and herbs and things in it. And it's like Ooh. it looks like a wreath that you'd put on your front door and oh. everyone pulls it apart. In fact, I would say, as you know, <laughs> I love bread. That? It's like an Eden Blight and Magic Faraway <laughs> tree where they go to the land of goodies. <laughs> it is like the land of goodies. <laughs> anyway, it's got really good tips for bread making if anybody was interested in doing that and you're a beginner. Oh my god! like everyday loaves, a, a bit of this and a bit of that. Just to have in your house. It's really good. For those times when you just need a quick and easy kind of yeah. delicious cake. I really loved it. I would highly recommend. Anyway, the comfort bake, Sally Wise. Tell me about this um, the funny, life, your messy The life-changing magic of a little bit of mess. <laughs> this is funny because I feel like we're not on board with the same amount of mess because the first time I went to your house, I actually thought it might be for sale. Yeah, but I'm good at hiding the mess. Yeah, so so am I. It's in cupboards. It's if, in rooms I know you're not going to go into. Mm-hmm. If people are invited over, yeah. I'll clean my house. Oh, yeah, same, But if people but... just drop in, yeah. it is absolute chaos. It mm. looks like I live there Everyone's with my Everyone's house kids. is like that though. Yeah, but I feel like some people's mm. aren't. Yeah. But I actually feel like I've had a lot of judgment in my life because oh. I'm messy. <laughs> And it's like I've always been messy, messy kid, messy teenager. Yeah. And then I had kids and oh, I'm a messy people person. are like, you're still messy. It's like, yeah. yes, I'm yeah, still I messy. I don't think you can change that. No. For example, if we go into, like if we go away on a holiday, to like a big book a holiday house or something, go away for a week with our family, my husband will like put stuff away in drawers and cupboards and stuff. I don't do that. My I mom, live out of the suitcases everywhere. My mum gets on there and fully unpacks yeah, everything. Like we we're went, living there. We I'm went like, away for Christmas. In three days. She bought a blender. She <laughs> bought soup spoons. She bought <laughs> teaspoons because she's like, they never have enough teaspoons. She just kept pulling things out. It was like Mary, <laughs> Mary Poppins. Poppins. <laughs> I'm like, mum. And I'm, she goes, well, you're making a trifle, so you need to do this. I was like, oh, my God, my sister lives down the road. But, you know, be prepared. That's not me. Yes. Be underprepared. But that might be why you're not prepared because you've just had someone sort it out for you. Yeah, that's true. The teaspoon bringer. Now I'm, now I'm anti it. <laughs> but this book is also 
I feel like it was written for me because mm. it's called the Bible of Domestic Imperfection and um, she... And after so many books of so many years of perfection... Speed cleaning. She, yeah. It is absolutely hilarious um, and I'm going to buy it for all the people that judge me for being a mess, <laughs> which is like everyone in my family, my extended family, not just my blood relatives. Um, but, you know, she agrees with me. I detest cleaning. I think it's boring. And she says that, um, (laughs) so funny, but she says in her chapter, I clean, therefore I am. She states, this book is for people who do not enjoy cleaning or who rank cleaning as extremely low on their priority list, somewhere under pap smears, doing tax returns (laughs) and attending parent teacher nights. Um, But I also love, um, that on the front cover it says that the length Sackville has gone to justify her slovenly ways are breathtaking and I applaud her. Yes, that's awesome. There's a few myths that she busts. So uh, you can only have a clean home if you throw out everything you own. Um, But the the myth that she busts is um, when people say tidy house, tidy mind. She goes, if you've ever met someone with a tidy house, you know this to be patently false. Most people with pristine homes aren't calm and relaxed. They're extremely uptight and obsessive. (laughs) A clean house fosters calm. Yes, I suspect a clean house might foster calm, but getting the house clean in the first place and keeping it that way can foster some pretty serious stress. Stressful. (laughs) Is it more stressful being that person or is it more stressful being messy and not knowing where anything is when then you need to see I feel like when I late when I feel like I'm a mess I know everything is yeah and she points this out as well she's like there's yes. no order like her iron is in one place and then her ironing board is in the, the other place and none of them is logical but she's like I know where they are yeah um, I like that. Do you know what I would like I'd like someone to I come in and make iron. it neat for me and put it in places and then I'm good for that yeah. I can put it back in those places. I just am not. You know, some people have that sort of storage spatial yeah. intelligence. Yeah. So someone, my beautiful sister-in-law came and did that for us. Oh, yeah. And now there's like, yes. you know, no, it's oh. beautiful, but instead of the labelled brown rice, there's like poppy seeds in there. <laughs> Because like I kept the container. Because <laughs> I needed somewhere to put the poppy seeds and we had no brown rice. Oh, so, yeah, anyway, it's a really funny book. Um, and she's Australian, Kerry Sackville, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. Australian. She, I think she has a column in like a, one Sun, of the newspapers. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a Herald or a Telegraph. I think it's a right? Good Weekend. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. One of them. I, I see it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. she's a beautiful. The she's other thing I writer. really liked about it is that the voice of the editor, um, so it's HarperCollins Publishers, shines through and actually argues against Kerry Sackville throughout. So saying things like, we feel obliged to point out the study quoted in this chapter <laughs> appears completely fabricated. So, it's just a really fun book. Cute and fun, um, easy. Now, what's happening in book news, Liz? Book You're news. always so got I've your got finger a, on the pulse. I've got a little bit of book news. A little bit of book news. I've noticed <laughs> I've got a bit more, bit more food news, but um, I've noticed there's lots of celebrities writing kids' books. Ah. Reese Witherspoon has a new one out com- coming out called Busy Betty, and ah. it's sort of about her and her childhood and, yeah. Are we into Does she have an amazing childhood? She well, seems it'll, like it. Y'all, it'll be yeah. about being Alabama. Yeah, from down south. 
Um, my kids are reading some great books over the holidays. I was oh. quite inspired by them. Yeah, um, what ones? Well, my son's reading those Paul Jennings books, you know, like oh, The I Undone, remember. Uncanny. They're I really easy because they've got short chapters. Ah, oh, so it keeps um, them reading. And it keeps him going. Yeah. And also super weird and creative. And yeah. Which is good, I think, to be exposed to that kind of stuff. And then my girls are reading Wolf Girl and one of them's reading the Morris Gleetzman Once series, oh, which is really popular, I, I think. There's about six books in the series and there was one released last year. Okay. Um, so we started from the beginning. I was reading it together as a family. We would sit in a group, like basically at dinner time to stop them from arguing. I was um, reading this book out loud and then my daughter just sort of started. She's a great reader. Um, not all of them are into it, into reading like she is, but then she just sort of took off, off she went yeah so, so she's sort of four books that? ahead yeah wolf, she loves it wolf girl is an interesting one mm. like I just because I read them with both my kids actually they love them but it's just like that where's that story going it's just going to go and go it and go goes and goes isn't and goes. it but that's sort of like that treehouse series yeah like just it's just this never reading. ending oh, and my six-year-old is, is reading um Little Lunch. It, there's a series on the oh, ABC called Little Lunch. Is there books? And there's books. I didn't the know The series that. is inspired by, I think it's like three books. Oh, yeah. And my son thinks they're I funny. I love those about, series. It's about, you know, like teach you with a big bum, getting stuck down a slide and oh. farting in class. Oh, and, yeah, that's funny. You know. So, yeah, good books um, that I highly recommend. And then some food news I found. I wanted to ask you this, actually. I thought mm. you would find this interesting. I saw this article in, in the New York Times about milk mm. and it was basically about emissions versus land use versus water use and the milk in inverted commas versus actual dairy cow milk. And they cow milk trumped all of these in each of those uses. Um, but and the How others does it compare to like mining? Mining? Yeah. But this is more like efficient use of like oh, what, okay. what you're consuming in your fridge as opposed to other milks. Yeah. Do you use other milk? Do you only use dairy milk? No, I've lately started drinking oat milk. Yeah, well, oat milk was really low in its emissions, land use and water use. Oh. Almond milk was really high in water You're use. so high. But still dairy was higher. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, okay. We only use cow milk. I did use almond milk for a time, but it's really expensive. Holy oh, moly. There's also coconut milk. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ugh. not into that. Um, and the other thing I saw a lot of on Insta and stuff this week and social media and a few of the papers, I've just found like all of the recipes are really complex and they're just really up themselves lately. Is that just me? Or they're either super basic and on TikTok. <laughs> I just feel like there's nothing in the middle. Yeah. There's well, not a lot of middle ground. TikTok is having a huge effect on food, like food TikTok. Yeah. I mean, it's basic kind of, like I was saying to you last week, you know that two-minute noodles fry? Yeah. 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 Right. With cream and bacon and stuff. Like, that's just not my vibe. Mm. Anyway, I'm out. if someone's got any good food sites that I can visit, please let me know. Yeah, because That Comfort Bake book was good because it's middle of the road. Yeah. I'm a middle of the road all in one bowl, nutritious, yep. my family have to eat it. Like is that too many things to tick maybe? I'm just not into like a big wok and fried rice with some weird porky thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's totally either agree. that or it's like, mm. yeah. I just want, so Odalingi has a new book oh, yeah. out called Flavour. Yeah. Um, and I was cooked a delicious recipe from that. I can't remember what it's called. But is but it easy? 
ish. I think his books are getting easier oh, because good. of the backlash from using like 480 ingredients that yeah. have been sourced from like, you know, the Moroccan hills of <laughs> Which you have to go and the pollen chisel from the yourself. Bees. <laughs> so. um, Sal, tell me about your Mother's Day recommendations. Oh, okay. So we've got five. I've got five recommendations. Okay, great. Um, so first of all, of course, Hilda Hinton, A Solitary Walk on the Moon. Which she talked about earlier yep. on. Also, yep. Kerry Sackville, my mum's getting yep. that. Life-changing magic of a little bit of mess. Yep. I doubt she'll read it. Um, <laughs> Odalengi's new book, Flavour. Uh, then my fourth one is Belinda Jeffries' A Year of Sundays. I just oh, think I that's such that a beautiful book. book. It's a nice Mother's Day you, book. That was in our first podcast, I think, it? and it, it's just I such a beautiful book. I it keep is. going back to it. And then also number five, Tom Tilly, who grew up in Mudgee where I did, he's got a book out called Speaking in Tongues. Okay. Um, so Have he's you read obviously it? a radio presenter. and mm. No, I haven't, but okay. I want to. It's just out in store now, I oh, think. Oh, great. Okay. We'll have um, to read and he's that such one. a big voice, but it's about him growing up in a cult, Pentecostal church. Right. I don't know if you call that a cult. Hmm. But I think they speak in tongues. Depends who it is. Yeah. <laughs> who you talking to? Okay, so my five, I've um, picked Indira Naidu's The Space Between the Stars, which yeah. we talked about last so, week. Such, such a beautiful a book. Beautiful book, especially for somebody who might be dealing with loss of some kind or another. Um, I've also recommended Lisa Wilkinson's It Wasn't me- Meant to Be Like This. My mum loves Lisa Wilkinson. I think I'm going to get that book for her. I do love her too. I am also recommending Still Life, which I'm reading for next week. Um, Still Life by Sarah Winman. Can't wait to share. Are you liking it already? Lots of food. Yeah, I do. Oh, it's beautiful. Great. Lovely setting. I hope I'm not disappointed like you were with the yeah. when you made Izzy's book because it's good. And I'm just, yeah, anyway, fingers crossed. Um, Comfort Bake by Sally Wise, which we talked about today. And I'd also like to recommend Sally Hans. Is it? Sally Hanson Young, Hansen Young, the or politician. Sally Han- no, oh. Sophie. No, I've got it wrong. Sophie Hanson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. No, I don't want to read it. Stay back. I know the election's <laughs> coming up, but I'm not reading a book by a politician. Got a great book on Scott Morrison. If I'd read, like I'd, to read um, Annabelle Crabb. I'd read anything that she wrote. Oh, I would too. I love her. There's yeah. a newsletter you can read from her on the ABC. You sign up oh. for it. Anyway. Um, digress. There's a book Sophie. called Around Sophie. I think it's Sophie Hansen yeah, Around yeah, yes, the Table, and definitely. she has a mum who is an artist, and they have come together to create this book um, where they both um, talk about different sort of um, activities that combine together within seasons. Oh, beautiful! And in their house and garden. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. And yeah. it's really beautiful, easy, accessible food recipes. I only know this because I follow her on Instagram and she shares them sometimes. She has lots of workshops in regional New South Wales. I think you can, she's always posting dates. I don't know because I don't live there and I would, you know, I just couldn't sign up for that kind of thing at the moment. But yeah. I would recommend it. I think it would be a really nice Mother's Day buy in that it's something a bit different, like it's food meets art. Yeah, Which I think. Do you know what else finding is a space do, doing that? Um, I got an, my latest uh, edition of Galal magazine oh, last yeah, night. Yeah, I reckon it's like that, but in a book. But this, they had an invitation. Well, to to go to Uluru, oh. um, to hear about the life of an artist there. Oh. Which I'm like, God, that would be fun. That's great. Yeah, I haven't read the latest Galal magazine. I must. I just got it yesterday, so it's probably coming to your. 
doorstep mm. very soon. Oh, I can't wait. Well, happy Mother's Day to all of our beautiful mums yeah. in our life and our actual mums who always listen. Hopefully. <laughs> My mum's travelling at the moment, oh, so let's see, mum. All right. We love you guys and thanks so much for your support. Yeah, and also if we can ask you a favour, we'd love to build this community and to do that we do need your help. Yeah. So if you have a second to rate us wherever you get your pods and please share this podcast with your friends or book club or neighbours or anyone you meet. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, thanks to all our loyal, lovely friends and family who continue to support our passion project and um always tune in and I love it when people um, send me a text to say they've listened and such dear friends who have supported us all along the way. If anyone has any recommendations, advice, recipes, any of that, Uh, please get in touch. How you can actually cook empanadas, that would be great. (laughs) Or not because Sal's never cooking them again. Never. (laughs) You heard it here first. We'll see you next time. Bye. Enjoy the mess. (laughs) 